Joygasmers out there, and welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, he's Steve, and we have heavy boots. I was going to say, that gore stains easily. <laughs> In episode uh, 306 today, January, no, February 7th. 2023 we're gonna be getting right into our topic of the day which is dead space remake hands-on impressions so there's no need to fast forward whatsoever but before we get into it make sure you stomp that subscribe button and stasis that notification bell that way you will not miss a single solitary episode of joygasm it drops once a week each week my goodness you know i actually was thinking about something steve Um, no i was indeed uh i think it is only appropriate Hmm. that i bring out uh, the spacesuits. well i was well i was gonna say i can uh, i can pull out a little something something for you steve Hmm. i think you may have seen it a while back but uh yeah let me uh let me uh Actually, uh, here's what we'll do first. Yeah. Why don't you mm. uh, start talking about your initial impressions? Because you have not played the original version of this game. This is your for, for your first foray into Dead Space itself. And while you're doing that, I'm going to pull something out that we can show our viewers. Go ahead, Steve. Well, so far... Uh, I'm probably a few hours into it. Probably about four hours, I would say. And I gotta say, also, that uh, so far it hasn't been too scary. It's it's made me jump a few times, but there's no sense of like, oh man, what's around that corner? Sort of like when I, when I played Resident Evil. Like, you're always kind of dreading going into the next room because you don't know what's lurking behind the corner. You don't know... If there's going to be a zombie, five zombies, some other monster concoction formula, synthetic something rather, it's going to slice your face off. This one, it's like, okay, uh, they all kind of, I mean, I know there's different enemies, but a lot of the enemies look the same. And I can see them coming from a while back and they're not that scary. So you don't find them scary. They're not that scary. Really? Yeah. No, I was really expecting like, uh, and it might get scarier later on. I mean, I, again, granted, I guess, you know, three to four hours, but uh, I mean, three to four hours in Resident Evil, you're just, you're kind of shaking in your boots <laughs> and your knickers. Well, like, cause when you play Resident Evil, I mean, someone like yourself, like you tend to, like you have your jump out scare moments where you're like, oh man, oh crap, sure. you know, that sort of thing. But then there's actually quite a bit of the game where you're actually cracking jokes and you're trying to get around stuff and like they bite you and you're like, ah, get off me. Like they're more of an annoyance than they are you freaking out. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times where, where I was freaking out. I mean, yeah, at some point you you kind of get the zombies and you're kind of hoping that you have enough ammo to you'll blow them all away. But there is that that overwhelming sense of dread of what's behind the next door. So you you so far you haven't had that same no, experience with this game. I have not. Interesting. So where where are you right now? 
So I found um, a scientist who basically got taken over by this like hive mind or yeah. whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what you, what you would call it. Um, he got infected like right in front of me and then you just kind of start, you know, <laughs> turned into one of the, Oh, I knocked it over. Uh, sorry. I talk with my hands. All right. Um, I knocked stuff over. I'm a bull in a china shop. Apparently so. Keep going, Steve. Scientist. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. I mean, he got uh, he got infected and kind of barfed on me a little bit, and I pushed him away. And there was <laughs> two or three of the big baddies coming after me after that, and um, I hosed them all down. Hose them. Okay. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Okay. For you, there, Rose. Yeah, don't bump it again, Steve. You might knock it over. Yeah. I just- Bull in a china shop. Yeah, you're more <laughs> like a baldy in a china shop. Wrecking baldy, right? <laughs> so I'm having fun with it, I will say. Yeah. I'm having some fun. The guns are all are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not too vested in the main character or really any of the characters really so far. I don't know that, like, any of the story. You're just kind of plopped in there like you're yeah. you know, coming to save the day and rescue this crew, and I, I don't really know who I am and my history and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, that being said, the lighting is pretty darn good, Russ. It is. There's a lot of different sequences where, like, there's just, like, space dust or something, whatever you want to call it, steam maybe mixed in there somewhere. The ship looks really kind of all the same, which, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's kind of self-explanatory because you're on a ship. You're not in on an island somewhere. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I'll toss it back to you. What do you, Mm. uh, how does this game rendition differ from that version? So I wanted to comment on this really quickly. This, of course, is the Xbox 360. This is the OG version of Dead Space. And if you notice, I got it signed actually by several of the developers Mm. who, uh, Mr. Dead Space. More or less, yeah. Uh, so what's really cool is that so I uh, work at 31st Union and we have a number of folks who work there who also worked on the original Dead Space. And so one of the times that I came into the office, I brought this in. I got to be a fanboy and ask if they'd mind signing my copy of Dead Space. Yes. And they were gracious enough to do so. So it's awesome to be able to like have that as it is right there. But getting to this remake... Um, so this game itself, I'm really happy with so far. Um, I never beat the first game, but I did get pretty far into it. And the gameplay mechanics of it always impressed me because of the fact that like the game loop is, or at least I should, I should say part of the, of the game loop involves the actual dismemberment of these like zombie monster humanoid creatures, right? Like you, so often when you play a survival horror game, especially when it comes to zombies, as you are well aware, the whole thing is like, oh, you know, shoot them, double tap them in the head, and they go down, and that's perfectly fine. In this game, though, they intentionally designed it in such a way where if you do that, it'll they'll still come hulking at you. So you have to play this. It's almost like a mini game unto itself where you're having to target practice the limbs like shooting. And, and, and by the way, if you shoot just once, that's not going to, that's going to slow them down a little bit. But like, you basically have to like shoot at one particular limb 
for like three or four times and you see as it gets more and more damaged and gnarly and destroyed and then it gets shot off and then all of a sudden they're having trouble moving around. But I like that because that presents a lot of different types of battle scenarios, if you will, based on the environment that you're in, based on how many of them there are, where they are in relation to you. I mean, like I found myself, I'm sure you have too, in situations where I'll have one in front of me and then there's one behind me and I'm like, whoa, okay. And if I don't panic, you know, what I'll do is I'll turn to the one behind me, shoot a stasis shot at him. So he's like, and then I can like turn back around and take out the one in the front first. Then hopefully I'll have dispatched of the one in front by the time the stasis wears off on the one that's behind me and I can turn around. That's just one scenario. And there are many other ones like that. And you'll come across other weapons in the game too that provide all kinds of, of different types of uh, combat fun, I should say. But uh, I want to rewind to something, Russ. Something you know, I'm always harping on you about. Harping mm. on me. You said you never beat this game. Correct. Was it just one on the shelf of, hey, I'll get back to it someday to, to finish it? Or is that one of them piles, Russ? Yes, it was. Well, yeah, going back to the 360. This, this was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, I totally own up to the fact that like, I, I, I wonder if back even during the 16 bit days, hmm. I think, I think I was pretty good. Mostly pretty good be, around there, Russ. Mostly because hmm. I had limited funds. That is you know, true. Like, like each year during the 16 bit days, like I would buy one or two games maybe three if I could afford it. But like that was kind of the extent during one whole calendar year. Pre-podcast. Pre-podcast indeed. <laughs> Pre-professional career <laughs> that allows me to buy all these games. But no, I think that in, in those days I was able to, to beat every single game that uh, I bought. However, um, yes, this is in fact one of those games that I meant to go back to and finish. Never did. And uh, that's why I'm actually uh, one of the reasons why I'm excited that they made a remake of it because now it's like, okay, no more excuses. I got I to gotta make sure I finish this all the way through. And it's just terrific that they were able to give it the facelift. And you get to see the ending and all its yeah. next-gen glory. Indeed. Russ, I wish there was a dodge button. Not necessarily a roll, but like a kind of get out of the way quick. Sure. And like there's times where like I'll run out of ammo. And I got a guy right here, and I got a guy coming back this way, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I just want to roll out of the way of all their claws that are banging on me, and I'm reloading. All I want to do is, like, get out of the way, and I can't, and the animation is stuck with him going, you know, and meanwhile, I'm getting clawed, and I can't even break that animation to swat anybody. I just want, like, a dodge, like some sort of dodge action. Yeah, I don't recall there being any kind of dodge ability in the original game. And you have to remember too, Isaac is, he's an engineer. Like he's not like some combat veteran. Like he, he was assigned to this mission in order to get the, the Ishimura. I always say that wrong. Am I saying it right? Ishimura? Ishimura. Ishimura. I thought there was a U. Ishimura. Uh -huh. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I've, I've always struggled with that name with the ship, but anyway, he was brought on to basically get this ship fixed. Like he was never meant to be like some colonial Marine or what, or space Marine. Right. 
So I think that's part of, of the originality of this character is that he is now faced with this type of uh, situation that he just never thought he'd ever have to be in. And so he's having to rely on his engineering to literally MacGyver up certain types of weapons out of spare parts and whatnot that normally that just wouldn't ever be concocted in that way. And I think that's what's really cool is that like part of the reason why I was excited for you to try out this game is the, some of the, the actual combat mechanics as it applies to the weaponry kind of reminds me a bit of half-life, you know, where you have some of the physics based stuff in there. Um, I'm not sure which weapons that you've discovered, but like there is a, a number of different opportunities in there that in my mind anyway, calls back, to some of the the genius of, of Half-Life. The one thing that does call back to Half-Life, there's um, like a kinesis, something rather yeah. you get on your glove and you could basically pick Levitate. up you, like, yeah, heavy objects and put them places, but you can launch objects too. Right. And so it says, it said a description of like impaling the enemy. I haven't farmed anything other than like crates and chairs. Really. Oh, you'll, <laughs> and, you'll see stuff. Yeah. I, I figured at some point I would, but, uh, I just like, here's a cardboard box. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, that so, didn't yeah. work so well. did it? <laughs> yeah. That just kind of mildly annoyed him. Now he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> now he just doesn't want to claw me. He wants to eat me. You're in the bathroom. You're like levitating a piece of toilet paper. Yeah. <gasps> 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 No. <laughs> Resourcefulness. <laughs> and here's a bar of soap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as you progress through the game, yeah, you will have certain types of opportunities. Um, I don't want to spoil that. Um, I think there will be certain opportunities where if you're on like catwalks and stuff and you have them coming along, you, sh you will have heavier objects that you can hurl at them that can knock them over the edge. Sweet. That kind of stuff. Gotcha. I am thankful for the boot. The that stomp. Saves me a lot of ammo. It does, yeah. And um, it's just satisfying. It's a very heavy boot. But those little guys with like the peacock uh -huh. little things, you can't stomp on them too much. Like you can kill the, the bigger dudes faster with a stomp than you can with the little guys. You have to wait till like their tentacles come up and then you just blast them to smithereens. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the things I like to, too about the game is every enemy type has their mm. own presentation, if you will. Sure. Right. Like they're, you, and you have to encounter them a little different than all the rest. And so gives you a little variety, but oh, have you come across any of, uh, any, any, uh, larger enemies? Larger in what sense? Well, like uh, when you when you first start the game, you have kind of more like enemies that are your size. Uh -huh. well, I've I've encountered bigger versions of them. Okay, so you've you've seen some of that. Yeah, and then um, there yeah there was that the, I guess the doctor was a bit bigger because he took a lot more shots uh -huh. to break his limbs. Uh huh. But he wasn't that huge. He wasn't like a you know big dude. Yeah. Well, but, no, the, I, but the thing that infected him was pretty darn big. That was a blob. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm trying to get kind of a, an idea of where you are because I don't think you're far enough. But you are at a point where at least, I mean, they're like eight 
to nine feet tall, right? Like they're they're yeah. taller than you are by a bit. Yes, actually, you know where exactly where I am is there's a spot where I guess it's chapter three, maybe, mm-hmm. where I'm in this not an elevator, but not a conveyor belt, but it's like a platform that from a crane that you it moves you from one area to the other area, mm-hmm. but you know horizontal. And the enemies on the other side are spitting at me. Okay. But they're not the small dudes flinging stuff. These are like enemies barfing on me and acid or whatever it yeah. is. There's like three of Poisonous, them on that side. Uh, yeah. vomit, yeah. Yeah. Ugly gross. stuff. Very gross. Very nasty spelling. It is. That's where I'm at. That's where I just figured I'm just going to stop. It's 11.45. I've died about three or four times. <laughs> I think I I mean I was watching you part of your of the stream that you did the other night. And I think I did see one of the times where where you did uh, have quite the uh, horrific death, lots of impalement, yes, lots of stabbing. That happens. Another aspect that I really appreciate about this game is they they have fun messing with the player. Case in point, so. There is one part that's kind of more earlier on in the game. You're going down like kind of one of those darkened uh, catwalk areas. And if you were, if you, I don't know if you remember this or not, but like there are three uh, seemingly dead carcasses on the ground. And I, I mean, I, I played the original, so I remember this and essentially like, like I, you know, what you do is, is you take, one shot out of each one because one out of the three is actually, he was going to, he's going to get up, you know, do whatever. But what's cool is that every time, like if you die and then you come back and you try it again or whatever, it's procedural. So like basically the game randomizes which one of those three is going to get up. So it's never the same one every single time. And I just like that because, like, despite the fact that you die, then you come back to that moment, you're thinking, oh, yeah, I remember it's that one. And then all of a sudden it's not. And you're like, oh, it's this one over here now. And so it's that kind of stuff you, you will encounter throughout the game. I think I may have got to that point. I just started stomping all the corpses. I mean, they're dead anyway. So I'm like, and, they can't <laughs> well, hurt. and you get items, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, and that's one thing, too, is, well, I, uh, this, okay, in Resident Evil, it's kind of a thing too, where you have to get enough space to grab everything and store it someplace like on your body or in your clothes or whatever. And you only have a finite amount of squares Uh to put something. And this is kind of the same thing where I was grabbing all sorts of ammo and that's all I'm getting. And I would grab a bunch of life and I didn't think I was using all that much life. Bunch of meds. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would, apparently I'm, I'm out of life. And I only have like two bars left on my suit. Like, great. You know, mm-hmm. I'll just die. And then I'll have full life again. You, and you know how to heal yourself, right? Yeah, it's the B button. There you go. But I figured that mm-hmm. out. Like, why? I, I mean, grabbing all these med packs, but apparently um, either I've used them. You probably use them more often than you think. Perhaps. Because my understanding of the inventory is that it's it's far more generous than... Resident Evil. I mean, part of Resident Evil's game puzzle challenge stuff right. is they intentionally really limit like how many items you can have on your person at any given point in time. But also what they do is they say, okay, you're getting like handgun ammo. 
Uh-huh. Like, but it's not just one ammo clip that you have here that you can stack them. Yeah. And so you can go up to like 50 rounds instead of like 10 or uh-huh. something. This one, it's more like, okay, you have one clip here and then one clip here and then one clip here. You could have like five clips, but they take up five different spaces. Yeah. There's different kinds of ammo and that will come into play more as you accumulate uh, additional weaponry. I do have the pulse rifle. Oh, good. What do you think of it? I like the smaller gun better. I mean, cause it's more, it's, it's a bit wider of a shot so it can just you know hack off a limb. Mm-hmm. I like that one better, but it holds less ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pulse rifle seems to be better for the little guys. Okay. The plasma, what is it called? It's plasma something rather. I, it's been so long. I can't remember. Plasma cutter thingy that rotates you can shoot it you know vertically or horizontally oh yeah yeah you press the the bumper buttons and it right. rotates it that yeah yeah that one to me seems stronger and it seems better for the bigger guys okay i don't know if you're aware of this yet or not but in dead space if there's a particular weapon that that you prefer over the others like like that you, you find it's kind of like your main weapon sure you can go to basically workbenches uh-huh. throughout the, the ship Good. and yeah. upgrade that particular weapon. So like, you know, the one that has like the three dots you're talking about that you can rotate like this. In in the original Dead Space, like that was one of my favorite weapons. And so I just started upgrading that over and over and over. And what's cool is that you can actually like one of the upgrades is you can add on more points. Hmm, so you right. start out with three and then like you can get five and then six and... Essentially, like it, it helps you not miss, but right. also too, as you're progressing through the game, you're going to come across baddies that are eh, a bit more tough. And so like, you know, you need that extra firepower oomph, right. if you will. But no, I, I actually really like that though. It, I'm kind of, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Resident Evil Village. If you remember how they introduced that idea of being able to upgrade your weapons sure. in that game. The one thing, though, in Resident Evil Village is you really didn't see any kind of changes. It was just the uh, the damage output was increased. Um, there are parts you can get for your guns yeah. that, that you would see. I mean, I mean, you're you're behind the character and they have the hand, their hands on the gun, so I mean, your view of that part would be minimal. But the the visual aesthetic would sometimes be updated in resident evil village, but in terms of like how the weapon fires and like what it does, it, my, my memory recalls it being just, it's the same. Like, you know, if you have like that pistol, for instance, that one that was like the strongest pistol, basically arguably the most powerful weapon in the game, I maximized the amount of times I could upgrade it. It didn't change anything. And I'm still going boom, boom, Boom with what you know with, with those like silver bullets or whatever it had in there, versus Dead Space <laughs> garlic bullets. Yeah, garlic bullets. <laughs> in Dead Space, though, like as you go along and you're upgrading any one of the weapons, it actually somewhat changes how the 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 weapon usage is done. You know, like like you for instance, like the, the example I just gave you, were like, oh wow, like I'm getting more of a spread shot with this now. That oh, I can still rotate it like this, and that's nice. You can do other things with other weapons you find in the game too. And I just find that to be uh, just kind of a novel addition to the the overall experience. Hmm. The atmosphere in Dead Space. So 
the first game that were the original game that I played, that was one of the things that struck me was like, I really loved how atmospheric the game felt. And yes, to your point, like, you know, you're in this, this humongous spaceship, the, the Ishii, I always say it wrong, Ishimura. I don't know why I struggle with that, that word, but despite the fact that, that, you know, you're in this kind of futuristic sci-fi dark dank ship kind of thing, every room that I, I would go into, I was just floored by, by how much mood there was, by how much atmosphere there was. And in this remake, I mean, they ratchet that up. I mean, with the, with the graphics upgrade, it doesn't matter like which room I go into. And especially the more, the more grandiose sprawling rooms you walk into, like one of the hangars or something, you're just like, Oh my goodness. Like this really has atmosphere in spades and it makes, it makes for a more immersive experience. And I think that also that combined with the soundtrack. So like the, the, the music um, I feel is also, it fits the game really well. And it has that Hollywood movie sound. Like when you see one of the monsters come at right. you all of a sudden, it totally has that orchestral type of survival horror soundtrack that we've all come to recognize when we go to see something on the silver screen. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would be like something like banging on a piano just once. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you hear like, the it's it's like that that uh oh, like that trumpet wavering kind of thing where like it's they they can make it kind of quiet so it's unsettling or like if one of them like drops through like the 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 ceiling it's like it's like you know and it has that that jump scare quality to it i was i always think that i'm going to get one of the the baddies jumping out somewhere that I don't expect, but typically they jump out of certain panels on the wall uh-huh. or the fans. Uh-huh. Like they'll, so I'm like, okay, there's a fan. Maybe there's you're gonna be somebody there. But I remember watching something like crawling on the roof. I'm like, oh boy, where's yeah. he gonna pop out? You know, <laughs> and uh, and he never did. Yeah, he just was, you know. But well, and that's how they play with you. Because, like, for instance, like, I, there was another one that I came across where I see him um, kind of lumbering around. Like, I'm not one to, like, just run in and go, oh, what, what we got in here? Like, I really take my time because I've played the game in the past and I know that, like, if you go in too aggressively, that's when they triangulate you and then you're in trouble. So sometimes I'll see them and before they see me. And so they're just kind of lumbering, you know, idle animation or whatever. Or sometimes they'll, they'll start walking around and, like if I can get behind them, I'll start to shoot them. And then they'll, they'll actually run away sometimes from me. And then you'll see them like, like get up, like they'll start climbing up and I'm still like, but like they'll, they'll go into like a cat or not. What is it called? A ventilation shaft sure. or something. It's always the ventilation shaft. Those, those ventilation, if, if those Man. ventilation <laughs> shafts could talk and not just in dead space, but in the stories they could tell the stories they could tell in, in each movie they're in and each video game they're in. They've got stories. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Built uh, built very sturdy, those uh, ventilation shafts. Yeah. They have uh, they've housed a number of protagonists and antagonists. Indeed. Indeed. <clears throat> what is your opinion on the UI of this game? It's kind of basic. So, but I will say... 
like the menu systems are basic, but I do like the little pop-ups here and there, like that, that like, hey, grab this, or here's a audio log, or, because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I'm looking at it through my helmet. Yes. Uh, which I do like that. It's not taking up a big part of the screen. It just kind of comes up, gives you a picture of what it is, tells you what it is. Uh, I do like that. And I like, um, like there's cabinets and drawers and whatever that you can find stuff yeah. in. And it's not like overly obvious of, you know, oh, there's something shiny on the yeah. floor, you know? <laughs> like, that looks like something I could touch. And it just shows a small, like, A button, you know? Yeah, I like that. A little different. Yeah. Um, so the the original game itself, when it came out and you had those um, kind of 2.5D holographic UI displays that would come up, that was cutting edge for its time. And I'm glad that they, they decided to stay with that, just be just for kind of like paying homage kind of thing. Cause I dig it. It's like, Oh, that brought me right back to playing the original game. I also really like their, their idea for um, the health bar, you know, instead of having like something on your HUD, that's like your standard horizontal bar up screen space. Yeah. Like they, it actually was incorporated into Isaac's engineering suit. And I, I don't know. I just, I think that's really innovative. I think, I think that that's a, a clever way to think about things like a health bar or other types of, of scenarios like that. I will say I like what they did with the map uh, mm-hmm. because it makes perfect sense if you think about it uh, because they're going to be loading everything into his system to tell him, okay, here's the schematic of the ship. Mm-hmm. Here's where you're going. And if they would have left that up to the user to say, you know, where was the hangar where was the yeah. captain's quarters like uh, okay you know i i would be lost i'd be going through corridor after corridor <laughs> and that would start to kind of diminish the the fun factor but the fact that they have a schematic of the ship and he tells you okay like you see a line basically of where to go mm-hmm. and it's kind of intuitive i mean yeah it does tell you where to go but that i think that keeps the fun at least for me yeah higher because it, it um there's only a certain level of discovery in a enclosed ship. Right. And so there, you're not going to find like, oh, there's an invisible wall I can go through. And you're not going to find like a new gun on the top of a hill or something. It, you're in this confined space. Yeah. So um, I, I appreciate that. Yes, I too. I really like that function where like you can basically like put your hand like this and goes... And like it kind of shows you a, a kind of a, a waypoint line as to like based on the mission that you have activated, it kind of gives you like, oh, you're head that direction and right. you'll know where you're going. Oh, okay, cool. Because to your point, like especially when you're in a large ship like the Ishimura, a lot of the environments start to kind of look the same. And you're just like, wait, where am I? And where do I need to go? Like how? And like, and that can get a little tedious and overwhelming. And so just having that available to you, it, like you said, it keeps the fun factor up because you always know you're on point. You're going the right way. You're not sitting there getting frustrated over like, okay, I don't even know. Like, I mean, even like when I, when I think about once again, resident evil, um, there were moments 
where I remember watching you play where that kind of happened where, the, you know, they didn't, they didn't really have a function like that. And so you're kind of like, wait, what do I do? I, and you, I, yeah. you would spend hours sometimes like double backing and trying to figure out where you're supposed to go or do or whatever. And, and so the, the, suspense, I have the, the hex crank, where is that one going to go? I'm like, I was in the garden somewhere. Yeah. I think, how do I get there? Yeah. And so, I mean, you, after a while you start to lose that suspense of the survival horror because now you're just frustrated. Now you're like, okay, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I'm just running through rooms I've already been through so on and so forth. So yeah, that was a really smart addition to, uh, to this game in particular. The basic part that I wasn't really saying is, is really like the, the menu that comes up where it's, you know, continue options sort of thing. All right. That just looks like they, (laughs) <laughs> copied and pasted maybe out of this game oh, into yeah. this one and and I when I started it I thought that looks very previous gen yeah from a while ago yeah and it said 2023 on there and I thought okay well it's the right one mm-hmm. let's go but I, yeah that one looked pretty pretty basic yeah no I, I have a feeling Motive who's the developer of the remake their intentions were to like have some of that, that callback to uh, the original title, which I want to say this game came out around. If I had to guess it was like 2008, 2009, I might be wrong on that, but I feel like it was around that time that the, the title was released. And since the first game came out, they actually made a dead space two and three. So they had a whole trilogy going on and then they just stopped making the game. And so, um, depending on how this remake does, maybe we'll get some more out of it. But mm. I really also appreciate like how disgustingly gross, like everything sounds and like just looks, I mean, like when you stomp on one of those guys, I mean, blood is just everywhere on you. <laughs> Not to mention like, like when you are, um, taking, you know, you're, you're slowly, but surely dispatching a certain enemy or you're stomping on the enemy or, or you see one of your buddies get killed or, I mean, it, it like, they really don't mince, uh, the opportunity to <laughs> this hurts. Yeah. <laughs> very, uh, very juicy, very oozy and juicy, mm. but that, that's just part of the fun. I will say for an engineer though, he's just got he has like a shockwave of a stomp. Like it. Well, I mean, I, if you look at is, his outfit, I mean, his outfit is, which I'm not, I'm not complaining. I think it's you know I'm I'm happy it's there, but I'm like man, every time he stomps, like the screen goes. I'm like man, he can pop a hole in this good ship. Well, and and I think. I'm trying not to give you spoilers, but like basically, uh, like because he's an engineer, like that's that suit, it's. It's not like it's he's supposed to be a knight in armor. Sure. That it's it's very much not that. But because he's an engineer, it's a engineer suit. It's a multi-use engineering suit. That makes sense. That allows him to do a number of things that uh, are not limited to what you've experienced so far. Mm-hmm. And so that's why like they're giving more of that kind of heavy presence to the suit. Mm. Which is cool because, like, you know, once again, Isaac finding himself in this situation, that suit he's wearing is actually not too shabby for protecting himself, at least to a certain extent, as opposed to being one of the other hapless uh, shipmates that really don't have uh, any kind of uh, proper armor. Lab coats Mm. and T-shirts. Yeah. 
poor souls. Well, he went into it with his head on straight because it was a rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Shenanigans have happened. They have indeed, Steve. They have indeed. So, would you going back to the jump scares? Were there any moments that that you did go whoa, or it gave you the heebie-jeebies or anything like that? Not really. I mean, there was a few times. For example, uh, the one sticks out in my head because I just did it last night. Is <laughs> <laughs> there was a part where there's a holographic uh, of a doctor and she's over a patient, and then you have to take out this big power core yeah. and put it someplace else to give that part of the ship power so you can continue on meandering where you're, you're mm-hmm. going. But once you take that out and flip the, you know, depower that section, the lights go out and the emergency floodlights come on. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where are they? You know, and they, you know, it was first the little guys and then it was the big guys. And I think I died quite a few times. I'm like, this is awful stream right now. <laughs> like, and I, and I purposely didn't have my mic in there cause I just was afraid of what I was going to say. I was say. wondering why you're so quiet. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like mm. normally Steve is commenting on this stuff. And I, and I was like, like I always enjoy it. Like whenever I hear you go, <laughs> Oh crap or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll make sure to keep my mic on tomorrow night at nine 30. Mm. Uh, and then maybe some choice words will be there had. You there you go. Or censored. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that part, and then when I was finally done, I'm like, okay, save. Yeah. Okay, walk five steps. Okay, save. Oh, I love <laughs> me some saving in this game for sure. But, and, and there are times where I get a little too overzealous and I just decide, oh, I don't need to save. I'm good. I'm yeah, going to skip it. You know, and I just walk right by one of the save uh, ports or whatever, consoles. And sure enough, like not too long after that, I get completely decimated. I'm like, oh. and then you got to go back and pick up all the items again. There's no, it's not, there's no autosave, is there? There's not an autosave. I don't think so. No, yeah. I, th- I think that's, that's part of the experience is that they want you to be the one to be in charge of like when you want to actually save your game. And um, because, yeah, I mean, th- there are times where I did a number of things and then all of a sudden I died. I'm like, Oh, I got to do all that again. Of course, knowing what to do, you know, I'm able to get it done in half the time, but still it's like, I should have saved. (laughs) So anyway, any other thoughts for you, Steve? Is there anybody alive on this ship? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Well, there was at least one person. I mean, mean, they're not alive now. You did kind of run into some people already. Yeah, they were already dying. Mm. I like all the writing on the wall. Uh Walls. Walls and... It's like these cryptic messages of, we can't get out. Yeah. We're going to die. Don't go in here. Death remains. Yes. Yeah. We can't get out. The door has been barred. Yeah. The way is shut. Yeah. <laughs> we can't get out. They are coming. They are coming. I didn't, That was not a very good impression. Fool of a took. Fool of a took. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you throw yourself at it and reduce the sum of your stupidity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Pip. He's like, I'm just going to do it. I... Yeah, he, he annoys me. Yeah, I'm sure he's, his self-esteem was pretty in the bucket. Mm. 
Until like the third movie, and then he felt pretty confident. I, was, I thought you were going to say, until he realized he was responsible for killing Gandalf. And then yeah. he was just like, oh. Gosh. you think he'd learn after that, but no. Yeah. No, he keeps going. So, last question for you. Oh. Regarding Dead Space, Steve. Hmm. Is this a game that you can see yourself going all the way through and, and uh, completing? Well, Russ, that remains to be seen. It oh, is does it now? 2023, there is a lot on the horizon. Mm. A lot mm. of games coming out. Only so much time to play. Mm. I am curious. I do want to keep playing it. See what happens. I do want to get buff. Yes. Where no alien seethe can penetrate. Scythe. Scythe. Seethe. See you. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I don't know, Russ. There's a lot of games that are coming out, so... But not right now. Not right now. That is absolutely true, Russ. If, lo- if this game is as, you know, 60 hours or so... Well, I don't think it's 60 hours. How many hours is it, Russ? I don't know. I never beat the game. How many hours <laughs> did you put into it, Russ? <laughs> I don't recall. That was a long time ago. Yeah, come on, Russ. You still have the F360? You could load it up. Fine. I could. I could load That's it up. That's right. I mean, I, if I had to guess, I mm. probably put... Uh, 15... I was going to say 20 hours. That's it? Well, I mean, I, it's been, like, what? Over 10 years? I mean, it's been, like... 15 hours. It's been, like... Oh, wait, that's the time... 14 you, years since I played the game. the time you put into it. Yeah. Not, like, the time that you expect Not the, the overall time. time. No, no, no. Like I said, I never beat the game. But you got pretty far, though, yeah? I don't know. <sighs> Let me, let me put it to you this way. I've, in the original game, I got a whole lot farther than where you are right now. Like, there are a lot of things that go on where you're like, oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I, you know, when you think about certain types of mm. third-person action games, mm-hmm. they tend to, well, they're about 20 to 30 hours, somewhere around there. In this case, it's going to be longer than 20, I mean, for me anyway, but it just kind of depends. I, for one, am very excited that, that this remake did make its way out. I think Motive really put a lot of TLC into this. This is clearly a love letter to the original efforts uh, by the developers of the original Dead Space. Love the graphics upgrade. Tons of atmosphere. Uh, great audio. It's so fun to actually go back to the gameplay itself. What's interesting about this is that this game actually has built a kind of a cult following, like a, like a, like a very specific fan following that didn't occur right away. Like when the game came out, but over time it really, I mean like people who, who enjoyed the game really enjoyed the game and everybody was always wanting another one. And, and the subsequent sequels also, you know, that did uh, better and better. So I think a lot of the Dead Space fans are really happy that, that this game came out. And so I will, like I said to you earlier, I will definitely be making it a priority to beat this Ooh. game. Priority this time. This time. Yes. This time indeed. But to your point, I mean, like what we were talking about in the previous episode of Joygasm, if all of those games actually do get released in 2023, it's going to be a very busy year. And so it's going to be hard, even this game notwithstanding. I mean, there are probably other titles within 2023 that I may be on the struggle bus in terms of 
completing just because of the avalanche of games. But that remains to be seen because we have been promised that for the last two years at least. And there's been a sizable chunk of those games that get pushed to the next year. So you're like, oh, okay, well, now I have six months to play Elden Ring. (laughs) So anyway, yes, very nice indeed. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. We want to thank you for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, which is spelled J-O-Y-G-A-S-M, and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll gain exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention the fact that it financially helps us continue doing the podcast. Also, be sure to click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. And while you're at it, you could do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. Be a part of that Joygasm family. Last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time, such as this fella who will continue his Dead Space adventures tomorrow. Thank you for once again hanging out with us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>